Hi, praise the Lord. So glad you could join us this evening for our nightly broadcast um, as we're talking about a great barbecue. Right after the 4th of July, we've been skewering some wonderful sacred cows and tonight's meat is going to be extra delicious. The animal is going to be wonderful. But we're going to pray that God would um, open up our hearts and our minds as we hear the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would touch us, be with us here tonight, Lord God. I pray that you would open up our hearts, open up our minds, Lord. Let us listen, God, to what you are saying. And I pray, Lord, that we would be receptive to the word and that we would, Lord, be faithful to the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight I'm going to give you a cool story. Cool story. Uh, this past Sunday, um, my uh, my wife was having contractions. And so um, we, <laughs> we quickly you know, went to the hospital. And um, of course, the baby is early. Uh, it's going to be preterm. And um, of course, she was dehydrated. They had to give her some water. And, um, and she had to get a special shot just in case if the baby comes, kind of help with, with the lungs. And there's no fluids in the lungs. Um, and we have to come back for this shot. So... You know, come Monday, we come back and we come to, of course, um, Christiana Cares, you know, their massive maternity ward. It's this whole building and it has this beautiful, beautiful um, uh, glass and this automatic door as you kind of walk in. And there's a nurse there who has like a little podium uh, making sure everybody has masks on. And of course, she has like a checklist and she's just going to going through, you know, like, do you have vomiting? Do you have, you know, diarrhea? Do you have, um, you know, any temperature? And then they check your temperature. Then once they do that, then they allow you to go into the waiting room. And of course, the waiting room, you we get in the waiting room and we're waiting. Um, and um, my wife, of course, gets her information and we just have to wait for one of the nurses to administer her the shot. And as we're waiting there in the waiting room, the door opens up and this lady comes in and she's holding this lifeless little one-month-old and she goes, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. And of course, the lady who was you know, taking care of the notes and everything just kind of pops out of her seat and she just pushes the button, opens up the door and says, we got an emergency, we got an emergency. So of course, six, seven medical professionals just kind of come out and they grab this, you know, the lifeless one month old and they just start punching her back and they're just like pushing it, pushing it, just seeing whatever was lodged in her throat kind of would come out and they go into the resuscitation room. And at that moment, me and my wife, we started to pray in Jesus' name, Lord, touch that child, Lord, touch that family. And little three, four minutes later, we have another lady who comes in and she's 21 weeks pregnant and she's coming in and, and the lady's like, what are you here for? She's like, it's pain. I'm, I'm having a lot of bleeding, a lot of bleeding. And, 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 and she starts, you know, you know, her voice is quivering. She starts to cry and and, and of course, we begin to pray again. We, we pray for this lady. Just God, touch her and let it not this be a miscarriage, God. I pray that you watch over the baby. Pray or watch over the mama. And we just, that's what we did. We were praying. We were praying for these ladies. We we're praying for these mothers. And by the way, the, the child was okay. And know what's interesting? As we're praying for these people, is I don't think what was going through their mind was, who are you and why are you praying for me? We didn't ask for permission. We just started praying. But I, 
I don't think they were going to ask for our qualifications. I don't think either mother was going to look at me and say, you know, I, I'm very careful about who prays for me. Um, can I see what your qualifications are? Do you have a resume by chance? Um, I just want to see what, you know, where you've been and what credentials you have. Um, how long are you like a minister? Because that, that's kind of like a big deal for me. Uh, but if you're just like a saint, I just feel like you're just not as anointed. Um, no, they didn't ask those questions. They weren't wondering what was going on, though. There was a need. There was a child who was sick and they had to pray. And we prayed for that child. They don't care who's praying. They want someone to pray. So, our sacred cow tonight, who can pray for who? Let's go ahead and have a barbecue. It does not matter who prays for you, as long as they're connected to Jesus. It does not matter how anointed they are, anointed. Like there's some kind of degrees of anointing. Like it's like a, a glass. Once it fills up, then you become even more anointed. No, it's about being sensitive to God. That's it. There's no qualifications. And if you read the scriptures, it actually doesn't have this hierarchy that we associate prayer with. It just says, pray for everybody. And it makes it very clear. Make sure you pray for your enemies. Make sure you love them and really, really pray for them that God will bless them. That's kind of what we see in the scriptures. And we do also have a passage in James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 where it talks about those who are sick, who need anointing of the oil, and how get the elders to come and pray for the sick. Well, you know, elders there is is not just talking about pastors, but you know, spiritually mature saints, and you know, mature. You know, that's what does that mean? It doesn't mean somebody who you know is over seventy or over sixty, but it means people who who are you know committed to the word. But but that's kind of the only thing we see here in the scriptures. There's very little when it comes to make sure that it's a, a priest and make sure that they've prayed for five years and they're the only ones that can really pray for the congregation. No, no. When we see, when we look at the New Testament, it kind of opens up it all wide. And actually, just like our our um, our slogan, it's our, our mission, you know, all making disciples of all. That's kind of what it is. You know, go out and baptize all. All of you do this. And this 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 commission, this commandment, this this, this wonderful thing is, it's not just limited to a few people. Only a few people can pray. No, it's, we all can pray. And, and again, it's, it's our culture. We, we, it bleeds in. We, we have this, a certain minister has to pray for us. So, ooh, you know, we just, we just get so, wow, you know, oh, wow, it's so amazing when the pastor prays. Woo, man, he's just super anointed. And, and I know God hears his prayers, but not yours. Hmm. Again, I, I don't see that. I don't see how an individual's prayer could be more powerful than your prayer. I, I've read the scriptures. I, I do not see that. We like that idea. We like that, you know, so-and-so's, you know, prayer is more powerful or no, because at the end of the day, the person who's, who's doing the healing isn't you. It's Jesus. He's the one in control. He's, he's the one doing orchestrating everything. And if we like to elevate these human 
figures as super anointed and, and their prayers just release this powerful emotion. And it makes sense. We don't like the idea of a God we cannot see. So we like to prop up demigods, right? And this was Israel, you know, the Israelites had a problem with this too. They had a king that they could not see and it bothered them. They didn't like the idea of a king that was invisible. So they asked for a human king and it caused all kinds of problems. Be careful, dear brother and sister. Don't elevate people higher than they should be. Remember, all are to pray. And at the end of the day, Jesus is the one that's working through this. Not the individual. There's nothing special about any particular prayers or who it comes from. At the end of the day, it's about someone praying for you. And there's the passage we can look at in Matthew chapter 18, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I'm in the midst. You know, we need to have two or three people praying for us. Well, if you really look at that passage, it's talking about forgiveness. So, so you could, you could pray for yourself. Our general superintendent, um, he had a stroke, um, and you know, the ambulance came in and they took him and, and he needed prayer and he didn't know who to pray for and who could help him. And he just put his hand on his head and he just prayed for himself. And God did, God did heal him. He was able to speak again. He had a hard time speaking. There we go. There's another sacred cow. It's not so much that there's a, it's, 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 it's greater. It's nice to have other people praying, but at the end of the day, you could pray too, just by yourself. You could just have an individual pray for you, but it doesn't matter who's praying. What matters is, is God working and are we being sincere in our prayers? Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The sincere prayer of a person is incredibly powerful. And as long as the individual is sincere, it could be a little old tiny saint who sits in the back pew and comes up and prays for you. And God uses that. And not the powerful prophet who is known in 50 states and who charges an arm and a leg to make services and not that there's anything wrong with paying ministers but just at the end of the day it doesn't matter who's praying for you because it's God he's the one that needs to be glorified not you not that particular person <laughs> their ministry um it's god god is the one that works he's the one that moves and at the end of the day he's in charge he's in control um and he'll work through you so this week we're asking for all of us to find these personal sacred cows in our lives and these these important things that we hold on to that really have no biblical basis that we've grown up with, you know, culturally, it's just been taught to us. Um, what are some of those things? We all have them. Uh, we're all broken. And so we all have them. 
And that's kind of, that's our engagement. Do you know what that is? Do you have yours? Is this one of yours? Where a certain pastor had to pray for you instead of anybody can pray for you with a sincere prayer. But let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, I pray, God, that you touch everyone here watching, that you would, Lord, go ahead and break the bondage, Lord, of, of seeing, Lord God, that certain individuals, God, are somehow more connected than, than other individuals, Lord. And we know, God, at the end of the day, you're the one who works through all. You work through your body, Lord. Each one praying for one another, each one confessing their faults to one another, each one rejoicing with one another, weeping with one another. I pray, Lord, that we would be connected as a body and that we would see, Lord God, that all members are valuable, all prayers are valuable, and everyone, Lord God, is anointed by you. We love you. We worship you. In your precious name we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us tonight. Please don't miss our Friends Friday. You don't want to miss that at 7 p.m. And um, enjoy your barbecue.